You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. you about your, your Funimation, your uh, voiceover. Funimation. Can we talk about it now? It looks like it's, it's live. I guess, yeah, we can talk about the project that I have been working on. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I've, I've done some random voices for other shows. Um, and, it, and video games as well. And video, well, not with Funimation. No. In, in the past, oh, I did I see some what you're voice saying. work for video games. Um, but, yeah, lately I've been doing some stuff with Funimation. Uh, there are some projects that I couldn't even tell you the title of. I just go in there like, sometimes if you're sitting around waiting for your session, someone will come walk by and they'll be like, Hey, you got a minute? And I'm like, yeah. Can They're you like, grunt into a I microphone? Just, I just need a male voice for this. Like, I've been a headless horseman that sneezed and dropped <laughs> and dropped my head in a river. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and so, like, I sneeze, and as the head's dropping into the river, I go, oh. <laughs> like, because I'm about to die. Because <laughs> I'm going to suffocate because oh, my head's you're underwater. You're drowning. Yeah. yeah. Um, see, I had to spell it out for you guys. Uh, no, so, I've been working on a show called The Saga of Tanya the Evil. Hmm. And uh, I don't play any major characters in it. Major character? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Somebody's watched too much How I Met Your Mother. Uh, but I, I've done a lot of like minor characters, uh, some some grunts. Some uh, there's there's one character that uh, I'm struggling to light a cigarette. But what my character doesn't know is that there's like a bunch of gasoline and like oh, flammable no. fluid underneath him and, and whatever. Immediately explode. So I I light my cigarette out. The lighter works. And I'm like, oh, there we go. And like before I'm able to finish the sentence, <laughs> nice. he blows up. Uh, so that's fun. But at the very uh, end of the show, the final episode of the season, the last scene, mm. uh, I have a one-on-one scene with the character that's supposed to be like the, the main focus for next season. Yeah, seems like kind of a badass. Yeah. And so uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's what I had been working on with Funimation. I've been brought in... Uh, not as not as much since the show ended. Um, well, that could, well, the season ended. Yeah, that stuff comes in waves, doesn't it? Yeah, I, imagine. I guess it does. Mm-hmm. So I've only been brought in like I guess once in the past two three weeks now. Whereas I was going at least once a week for a good yeah. month and a half two months. So there you go. Fucking up our Saga. podcast recording I, schedule. I know. I know in right? the process, it's terrible. <laughs> no, it comes first. I'm like Joel. I got a session. They're gonna hey, pay me. I've got to go. They're gonna pay me. I totally. And it's uh, it's also a bucket list thing. I've always wanted to do this. No, and it was cool. It, it took me a second because you showed me a clip there that you were voicing. Um, and, and it took me a second to realize that that was your voice coming. Like it didn't even. It didn't sound like you for for a second. Yeah. You have a. I don't know. You're using your stage voice. I was. Mm-hmm. I was. I don't use my. My natural voice. Not your podcasting voice. My podcasting voice. That I'm used to hearing. On this a... is my voice. Hey, guys, <laughs> I'm sorry we missed last week. Oh, uh, life uh, happens, we, Joe. Life does happen. Mm-hmm. Life does happen in mysterious ways. Is that what's going on? Uh, what What the hell was going on last week, anyway? What is it? What, no, Joe, there's nothing going on. It's your phone. It's my keys. It's I'm your playing phone. With my keys. It's not my phone. I heard the little... It's probably your phone. It's not, My phone's not even in here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, These the, aren't the droids you're looking what for. What the hell did we have going on last week? Why did we miss? What was weak? Uh, what was weak? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what's weak. What this little discussion week? that we're having right now is totally <laughs> fucking weak. Uh, no, so so that's uh, yeah, that's what I've been uh, been working on. But yeah, we're sorry we missed we missed last week. But you got that fun little uh, you know uh, what? Little, the, it was the Guardians of the, the Galaxy. Guardians right? of the Galaxy. It was the afternoon delight that Jeff and I did mm-hmm. back. Many years ago, uh, <laughs> Jeff and I used to do the uh, this afternoon delight thing where we'd go see a new movie 
and kind of give a quick impression of what we thought about it. And uh, rest so in peace, Jeff. It was I know we miss him very much, Jeff. Cut that part out, Jeff. Uh, uh, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff did the ultimate cutout. He cut himself out. <laughs> uh, but we miss him, and we hope Dearly. that everything's going well for yes. him. Uh, Send me some so, weed. So yeah, no, we we uh, we talked about the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie a lot. When that movie came out, we talked about that movie so fucking much. Because it was kind of a, a surprise hit. People were didn't know what to expect. They, it wasn't really expected to be uh, the breakout hit that it was. A bunch of characters nobody knew or cared about. And then uh, here we are, clamoring for a sequel. And it's, I mean, it's ingrained now into pop culture. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Everybody knows Rocket Raccoon. I love it. Who? Ro- or, you mean the Rocket. garbage panda? <laughs> or the trash panda? <laughs> I love that everybody calls him the fox. <laughs> There's all sorts of different monikers. Oh, poor Rocket. Captain's got to teach some stuff. <laughs> Never gets respect. Yeah. How about this weekend? What did you have going on this weekend? Uh, what, what, you and Jenna. See, I live vicariously through you and Jenna. <laughs> well, this would have been a disappointing weekend to do it because I don't yeah. think we did much of any. Oh, I took my dog in to the fucking vet, the yeah. ER, uh, because it had a swollen limb. It's it probably uh, a spider bite, man. I think it was. You were outside before we started recording, Dude, and you had fucking I almost uh, became... shellob from the fucking Lord of the Rings <laughs> trilogy. <laughs> it was. like started like, crawling down. Dropping like, down. It's the big fucking spider. Now, granted, if someone else were to see it, it's like the size of a dime. She likes to eat the, her meat fresh. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. She likes to eat the meat fresh. <laughs> shellob, guys. Lord of the Rings. I love that guy. Read the books. Mm-hmm. Or just watch them. <laughs> or just you know, just watch they made some, some pretty comprehensive films of well, them <laughs> that they were rerunning on TNT are this you, past weekend. Are you talking 16 about 16 hours? The three-hour versions or the six-hour versions? The, uh, <laughs> that still don't have Tom Bombadil. Do I? Can I hear my nerds? You wow. guys gonna let me know? No Tom Bombadil. That was them. <laughs> it's like Tracy like, Morgan sitting somewhere listening like to this podcast, going, "That's right." There's no Tom Bombadil. <laughs> I feel like you're trying to work a hashtag out of this. Like you're gonna Hasht- start protesting. <laughs> hashtag no Tom Bombadil. Hashtag editing Bombadil. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm totally hashtagging this episode. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter, folks. <laughs> At the Editing Bay. It's hashtag. The, it's the Editing Bombadil on the Next Wave Radio <laughs> Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel. And it's where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies. Sometimes they're bad movies. Uh, no matter what the case, every week we will watch a movie or try to watch a movie and then come back here and talk about it with each other, with you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners. Uh, do a little cr- criticism uh, and maybe also uh, give the movie some credit for what it is that uh, that we liked about Credits them. and criticisms. That's right. That's the new name of our podcast. It's the sequel in fact, to If we ever split up, I assume Joel will start a podcast called Credits and Criticisms. <laughs> I like that. CNC, C&C motherfuckers. CNC, Music Factory. That's right. I got the power. Oh, that would be our theme song, too. That's right. And we, it would be just like the beginning of The Perfect Weapon. No, no, except we would, uh, oh, yeah, oh, right, yes, with the horrible 90s music. Yeah, yeah, that's what that was. And the, uh, I'm glad that you remember the workout scene. Yes. Or whatever he was doing. Because I will attack, practicing. and you don't want, see, which is kind of a staple, isn't it? It's a staple for Joe. I wanted to point this out. Mm. I, you, Sarah was watching this movie, our week, oh. the movie of the week with me. Oh, no. And I was like, Sarah, I think there's something I need to confess. <laughs> uh, like, if we ever talk about a cheesy, like, martial arts movie on the podcast, it's me. Like that oh, is of, listen. It is my bread and butter. Anybody who's been listening to this podcast long enough knows just just by the title of this episode who who the pick was. Mm. They'll know who's uh, next week's pick was. That's as right. Well by that title. That's right. Well, dead giveaway. I uh, dead giveaway. <laughs> dead giveaway. <laughs> I got the bombadil. <laughs> Hashtag editing bombadil. <laughs> so uh, I don't even think I know how to spell Tom Bombadil. B O M and that's Badil. where Google autofill would. Help that's me. right, auto bombafill. Hashtag <laughs> the, the, editing autofill. Auto, who's Phil? 
<laughs> what, what the hell are you talking about? Not when I'm drinking my coffee, Jim. Uh, Not when I'm drinking my coffee. All right. So, yeah, we were watching, uh, we watched, <laughs> rather, we watched uh, Rapid Fire. Starring, That's right. Starring Brandon Lee. The late son of the late action star Bruce Lee. And the action star that nobody wanted, but for a few years, everyone was cramming down our throats, right? Were, were, were they cramming Brandon Lee down our throats? I feel like um, up until his unfortunate accident. An accident! Can can you name me other Brandon Lee movies besides Rapid Fire and The Crow? Well, there's the and other you one. you didn't even know the crow that Rapid Fire existed. There's the other one that we did on this podcast. The Brandon Lee movie? Yeah. Didn't we do one before? No. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh. Oh, but I, you know what I saw? Samurai. We, did the, we did the perfect weapon. Segway. I'm not familiar with that, though. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, Samurai Cop is on Amazon Prime, by the way. Is, is if you're it? an Amazon Prime subscriber. Um, did you watch it again? I didn't, but I, I got a little excited when I saw that that was on my... <laughs> and it was on my like recommended for me list. I was like, oh, Amazon. That's what this podcast has done to you. It's yes. ruined your Amazon suggestions. It, it really has. It's like, with, poor Hi, Amazon. I see you've watched Elves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> May we suggest Netflix is the same way. It's Samurai like, Cop. We, our algorithm cannot figure this guy out. <laughs> One minute he's uh, watching uh, teeny bopper films, <laughs> and the next he's watching Rapid Fire, mm-hmm. uh, starring Brandon Lee. Yeah, uh, this one came out what ninety three, ninety four, ninety two. Uh, all right, so nineteen ninety two is a story about a guy named Jake Lowe, a college student mm-hmm. who uh, witnesses a uh, he witnesses a mob hit. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then is put into witness protection, but then witness protection cops are on the the mob payroll. Mm-hmm. They try to take him out, so he ends up escaping them. Doesn't quite turn out so. And well. gets into like double secret, <laughs> <laughs> double secret witness protection. Exactly with Powers Booth, and that's kind of why we picked this movie mm-hmm. because Powers Booth had passed away. Since then, mm-hmm. we lost Chris Cornell. Oh God, and Roger Moore. Yes, just a couple of days ago. Yeah, James Bond. So, uh, so I did the Sean Connery accent when I said it in tribute. Of I mean, there's Roger there's Moore. the Roger Moore, James Bond. There you go, nicely yeah, done. Thank you very much. You think he'll uh, show up on an episode here? Uh, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think I think we would be doing ourselves and our listeners a great disservice if we don't talk about Roger Moore because Roger Moore, besides being Bond, has a collection of horribly fantastic films <laughs> yes, that we could talk. Quite about. prolific as I was going through his IMDb the other day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, wasn't he part of like the Cannonball Run franchise? What? Yeah, wasn't oh, Roger Moore in the Cannon, one I didn't of the go Cannonball Run movies? That far down in his. Oh, uh, you need to go. <laughs> you need to go all the way down, Joel. Do I? Yeah. Who, who's he in Cannonball Run? I've I, seen I those movies. I think he's a British secret agent <laughs> in Cannonball. I'm pretty sure, like in Cannonball Run, everybody plays what they're pretty much most yeah, well known, known for. for. Exactly. Yeah. Dom DeLuise is Dom DeLuise. <laughs> is he still with us? Uh, I think he is. Dom DeLuise. Wait, I don't know. He's one of those guys who, uh, you can tell me he died five years ago. And... Dom DeLuise. I know Peter DeLuise is still with us. Dom DeLuise still with us. Is he? 1981. Look at him. Yeah, yes. Lone Star. Look at him. Do you imagine that he still looks like that? Nope. 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 He made quite a healthy career doing uh, Don Bluth animated voices there for a good decade. That's right. He was the, the crow in The Secret, Secret of Nim. Secret of Nim. All dogs go to heaven. He. Oh my gosh, yeah. There's a few other ones that are not listed here. That's, uh, that's, that's Dom DeLuise, man. He was Pizza the Hut. If you're familiar That's with right. Spaceballs, yeah, uh, oh, and uh, if you've ever seen Robin Hood Men in Tights, he plays like oh, the that's uh, right. he plays yeah he plays the Godfather character that's in that. Um, Did you hear the Spaceballs news? By the way. No. The, the news that's not news that keeps coming back over and over again. They're going to do another that one. They want to do it. Yeah. Well, and, and this was kind of talked about when Force Awakens was uh, was coming on the scene, and I guess Mel Brooks is taking this opportunity with another one. He's got two more. He's like actually four more. Really, I've got. 
He's got four more Spaceballs movies? Well, no, no, I mean like four more opportunities to uh, tie in with a, a guess, Star Wars yeah, release. Yeah, if he wants to tie it in with like the Boba Fett movie. Mm. We don't need that. What, another Spaceballs movie no, or we another don't Boba need, Fett movie? Both. We don't need a Boba Fett movie. I'd go for a Spaceballs movie. Um, I don't think we need another Spaceballs movie. I, I like a good we lost Joan Rivers. We lost John Candy. Yeah, that's true. We, we've lost, lost Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. <laughs> We were both racing towards that joke. <laughs> poor, Bill, poor Bill Baldwin. He's like, no, I was in Independence Day. Dude, did we did we talk about uh, Sarah and I went and saw this movie called The Circle? Oh, I heard it was god awful. Emma Watson and it's Tom the, Hanks. It's the fucking worst. And Finn. It was the fucking worst. Finn two one eight seven. Yeah, yeah, it looks pretty bad. Hey, I'm gonna call you Finn. <laughs> hey, Finn, yeah, hey, I, I like that. that. <laughs> Good to meet you, Finn. Hey, good to meet you, Poe. <laughs> We're not going to back to Jakku. We're not going back to Jakku. <laughs> this has been Force Awakens Impressions. Uh, no, it was horrible. It was basically like the worst job I've seen all of these performers do consolidated in the one she film. She seemed uninspiring in yeah. the trailer that I saw. Uh, um, Tom Hanks is doing his best Steve Jobs up yeah. there on stage giving like a TED Talk about uh, Big Brother. Yeah. Um, and... John Boyega just shows up in the trailer. Pat Oswalt's in it, too. Pat Oswalt, of yeah. course. Yeah. It seems like his type of movie. The movie seems like... Um, Ratatouille. Yeah, it seems just like Ratatouille. Yeah. Uh, no, the movie felt like it was kind of like a dig at... like Facebook at and conservatives Google, right? and stuff. Oh, really? With, like, with, with social media, but also kind of a dig at the way conservatives run government. Oh, interesting. And like kind well, of... Of course. Like, like someone thought, oh, no, this is parody. This is, you know, this is this, that's what we're doing. You know, this is satire. They thought they were. They thought that had a I, message that. Yeah, and it wasn't. It wasn't there. It, it it definitely felt like someone did not tell these actors what was going on in this movie. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, it seems like I mean, like this is kind of a a right time to be having a film like this. So I I I was optimistic about it. Uh-huh. It's a hell of a cast there, um, but it, it seems like the net. Of uh, this generation, <laughs> the, yeah, Sandra I think Bullock's Sarah said that same thing as really? we were leaving. She was like, "It was like the net." I'm like, "You mean the movie where Sandra Bullock had like the internet on a thumb drive?" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> doesn't a similar time before we knew how computers worked. The web doesn't work that way. That's not, <laughs> not how, how the, the internet works. works. <laughs> we'll use the web. Uh, all right, so rapid fire. Mm. Uh, so Brandon Lee goes into double secret uh, witness yeah. protection program. Powers Booth, rest in Powers peace. Booth. What else will we know Powers Booth from? Powers Booth, I think the, the, listener. the most I know. well-known role for Powers Booth would be Curly Bill from Tombstone. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the main antagonist in Tombstone. Well, bye. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, oh, was, Sin City, that's right. He's also in Sin City, and he was in The Avengers. He played one of the... Uh, the the shadowy figures that uh, Nick Fury's talking to on the mm, screens, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Powers Booth has been in a bunch. He's yeah. a, a, definitely a very famous character actor. Yeah, he's one of those guys you see his face. You're like, oh, that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll tell you, man, someone like him, losing someone like him, it's kind of like losing someone like J T. Walsh. Yeah. Like he was only 68. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, from Snyder, Texas. Represent. <laughs> That's right. We're Snyder, Texas. I have no fucking idea. There we go. Google Maps. So, uh, so yeah, it, it, Brandon Lee then decides to help Powers Booth, who plays Mace Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Love and, the names, and by his, the way. his strike force mm-hmm. to take down uh, the drug game in, in Chicago, which is run by the mob and... This character named Tony Serrano. Antonio Serrano. And uh, and Tony Tao. Is that what it is? Tony Tao? Or? Uh, I can tell you right now. 
Kin, Kinmintao. Okay, Tao. Mm-hmm. Let's, just, <laughs> let's just go with that. He's, uh, yeah. And so, yeah, that's that's kind of the basic gist of the movie. Yeah. Um, they're not going for anything that's too outside the realm of what we've already seen in action films. Yeah. The whole thing, the whole uh, advertising campaign on this just rested solely on the shoulders of it's the son of Bruce Lee. Yeah, exactly. And it's like cops, guns, 90s, chicks, sex, maybe. <laughs> maybe sex. There's definitely tits. <laughs> yeah. And it's the most creative way I've seen boobs. Like, it's the most creative way I've seen full frontal nudity presented in an action film. Oh, really? That they make our main character an art student. Oh, right. Yeah, and exactly. he's doing like... Life art, mm-hmm. like what? What do they call that? Um, uh, st- uh, still, not still life. Um, um, yeah, life study. Yeah, yeah. Is that and so there's like a nude model there. Life debt, and he life debt. <laughs> Use a decent. De- <laughs> um, so yeah, Brandon Lee plays an art student, mm-hmm. an Asian art student, a seven foot tall. Some might say that this is the most accurate portrayal <laughs> of an Asian action star. <laughs> he plays an art student. It's not racism. No, it's not a racist joke. It's an Asian. It's joke. commentary. It is. That's right. It is. Uh, you know You know what is racist, though? Uh, this movie, a little <laughs> the bit. The whole movie? Oh, well, their portrayal of Italians, oh, certainly. Have to be willing to take it. <laughs> I mean, he he's fine. But for me, it's it's the way the uh, the Italians are portrayed. Uh, it's bad enough that they're... That you they're owe me. The, the tongs owe me. <laughs> Everybody owes me. Joe, there's a scene where they cut to it. It's like um, him, Serrano and his gang. <laughs> In his restaurant? And, and they're literally like just sitting around a table all... Eating just, pasta. Just bowl, just shoveling it's just like, forkfuls it's, of pasta It's like mouths. It's like behind the scenes of an Olive Garden commercial. Because <laughs> when you're here... Your family. Your family. Right. I, I love that when they cut to it too. He's like in the middle of saying something like just horribly Italian racist. <laughs> yeah. Like, bada bing. so I told him, "Bada bing, eat my balls." Hey, <laughs> forget about it. What the it. fuck? What is happening here? Um, so this um, <laughs> this is kind of a weak setup. Like what they try to do to tie you in to be emotionally invested in what's going on in this movie <laughs> is that they like they t- Brandon Lee's character Jake apparently was at Tiananmen Square. Yeah, uh, two years prior. Two years prior, he was at Tiananmen Square, where his father, who strangely enough had the same hairdo as Powers Booth. <laughs> oh, there you go. They were, they were setting it up from they the were, beginning. They were planting those seeds. Didn't even notice. His father died trying to help someone as like a riser fell on her in Tiananmen Square. Uh, and Jake witnessed this yeah. and then came back home. Forever scarred. And went to... Went to art school yeah. in California, I <laughs> guess. Sure. That's what you do. That's that's it. Um, and so now, like, Dustin Nguyen from 21 Jump Street, speaking of DeLuise. That is that guy. He was like, he was like, it was, Tiananmen Square was a nightmare. And he sees Jake, and he's like, Jake, you were there. Tell him about it. You were there. Your father stood up for the cause. You were at Tiananmen. Does anyone talk about Tiananmen Square anymore? Uh, I, I was, Joe, I have to, I'm a little embarrassed to say, I had to go to Wikipedia because I didn't realize it was so recent. I mean, I guess I did. 80 seems so far away. But when you say 89 and then this 92 yeah. movie comes out already and they're just saying two years ago in Tiananmen Square, I was like, what? No, that happened in the 70s, didn't it? <laughs> yes. Tiananmen Square happened in the 70s. <laughs> Sorry. Didn't his, know my world history. History lessons brought to you by... The editing bombadil. Well, I was, <laughs> I was, uh, I was, I was knee deep in the uh, in pussy. Video, in, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Yeah, bam, 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 bam. Video games. Video games. Pussy for nerds. No, seriously, I was. What were you playing? What was a Tetris? 
Zelda. <laughs> it's kind of a big question. Kind of a big question. <laughs> Scott Pilgrim reference number one. Wow. Uh, what was I playing at the time? Probably a lot, a lot of Super Nintendo. Dude, you see that um, link I posted on the editing link? Bay. Dot, uh, not on the editing bay.com. On the Facebook page. The editing bay Facebook oh, the, page. Oh, the SNES. Like the, the top, top 25 games somebody had you're, rated. You were like, is your favorite on there? Did you see? Well, that's how you. It's called a social engagement joke. Well, that's how you do it. What's you, your uh, favorite SNES game? Oh, damn it. I knew you were going to ask me that. Um, Guys, we're going to go uh, eight big gladiators here for a little bit. Hey, why not? Well, we'll talk a little video I games every now and then. bring that back. We've, we've threatened to do it. We should do it. Threatening is the, the correct way to say that. Yes, threatening is the uh, it's the quickest way to my heart. What is my favorite? I mean, like, like that I played with myself <laughs> or that fuck? I played with other people? You because... mean uh, which genre <laughs> is, is my favorite? I do. You have to start Are you categorizing. Are talking about fighters or RPGs or best graphics or story? <laughs> Because I, I probably replayed um, that Ninja Turtles game, TMNT 2. Yeah. That was kind of like the arcade game. Uh-huh. Uh, probably got a lot more. Jen and I were actually playing that over the weekend. That's what we did over the weekend. That's played fun. some ninja games. That's fun. And uh, went all the way through it. And uh, I was kind of like giving her the clues. And she was like, how do you know that? And I, I just ha- kept having to say, I play, I play this a lot. I play yeah. this a lot. Yeah. You don't understand. So TMNT 2. That's a, that's a good one for replayability. But uh, if you want like good from beginning to end, I mean, it's hard to beat that Zelda. Hard to beat Link. Oh, Link to the Past? Link to the Past. Link to the Past is... Man, that's up there. That's, uh, that opened a new world of uh, kind of emotions as far as video games went for me. And music, too. That, that game still stands among the top, the top when it comes to music. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, there's something about the Super Nintendo, and there's a reason why this is... This, this is so funny. <laughs> we're we're to talk about Rapid Fire. Um, but there's a reason why the Super Nintendo will always stand amongst like the strongest consoles. Mm-hmm. And it's because of the development that went into the games yeah. that were on that There system. wasn't a very fractured uh, ecosystem at the moment. There wasn't like, oh, you're going to make your game for Sony PlayStation? Or, I mean, uh, you still have the Sega Genesis that was trying to go head-to-head with it. But yeah, but was... it had come out before, and the minute SNES came out, it was like, oh, all eyes are on this, and people have kind of forgotten about did Genesis. it? Did Genesis come out before the SNES? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They were okay. the first ones to beat them to the 16-bit game. I know they were like, you know, Genesis does what Nintendo don't. <laughs> yeah, Genesis does what Nintendo don't. That was a rather uh, effective marketing campaign. Yeah. And then talking that, about blast processing, that, that bullshit. Nobody knew what it was. They're like, but Dad, blast. it has blast processing. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, Sonic can run real fast. <laughs> How do you think you got here, kid? <laughs> I blast processed. Oh my god. You. Um, never mind. That's horrible. What about you? What are your favorite Super Nintendo uh, games? I think Metroid. Yeah. Super Metroid's oh, up there. That was the number one on that list. Oh, was it? That was the one I, I don't know that I can get behind. It's a great game, though. How about, okay, how about playing obs- that over the weekend, obscure too. games, like an obscure SNES Ooh, game that you love? Get the perfect one. Uh, the Legend of the Mystical Ninja. I've got that on my 3DS. Uh, remember that one? 3DS, yeah. With the, was that Konami or Capcom? Uh, it's one of those two. I don't think. But I remember just like Bandai. I wanted that. No, it certainly was not. I remember uh, wanting that game from the minute I saw it in uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly. It just looked so colorful and like nothing I'd ever seen. EGM guys, two players simultaneous, which uh, was hard to come by. Games uh, that had that. Yeah, at the time. Um, except for you know Contra. And <laughs> yeah, but there were few and far between. That's what I'm saying. There was oh, an Super R- Contra is awesome too. There was an RPG that they made called uh, Shadow Run. It was based on the old tabletop game. And it was like an isometric uh, kind of, uh, you know, three-quarter view down. Uh, and I love this game. I still adore it. Like, I uh, I hacked my PS Vita mm-hmm. so I could play old Nintendo and SNES games on it. Nice. And the first games I always put on them are, for Nintendo, mm-hmm. the old Die Hard game. Of course. I love Die Hard. Surprising no one. Uh, and, and Shadowrun. Hmm. And this game is all about, like, it's kind of a... A detective noir style story. Yeah. Um, about you know you forget your identity, and so the first like 
quarter of the game, you're trying to figure out who the fuck you are. Oh, nice. Uh, and then once it's you... like born identity. Yeah. Once you kind of figure out who you are, uh, you basically uh, start recruiting people and you go through the story and you start learning like... Because it's this techno future. I don't know if you're familiar with Shadowrun at all. I, I am not, but I know that it also made this uh, top 25 Oh, did list. it? Yeah. Oh, wow. So I need to read like this it. fucking list. Yeah, yeah, it's on our fucking Facebook page, <laughs> The Editing Bay. And what the fuck is The Editing Bay? <laughs> Well, it's a weekly podcast. We, every week we I've get never together heard of that. I've heard of the editing bombadil, <laughs> but the fucking editing bay. Uh, yeah, no. So it's it's really fucking great. It's like this futuristic society, though, but where there's magic. So it's like you're marrying. I love when they the do Matrix that. with Dungeons and Dragons. Ooh, so it's I love that. Fucking sweet. Like the final boss of the game is a dragon. You go to a fucking like a a volcano. To fight a dragon who's the head of a corporation. <laughs> it's fucking insane, but the story is great. I gotta I gotta get this game, man. Yeah, you do. Shadowrun's fucking in fact, I have it. I still have the old SNES cart. I'll I'll be happy to let you borrow it. Please do, yeah. It. We'll do a little trade. Um so yeah, rapid fire. <laughs> but, but you know what? I think Shadowrun came out in nineteen ninety two. Oh, way to so, bring it back. Uh nice so rapid fire. Look, I'm uh I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. I loved this movie when it came out. What what was it about it, Joe? Did you I, see it in theaters? Uh, I did not see it in theaters. I saw it when it came out on video. Okay. Um, I loved the score to this movie. Like I really loved the music to it. Hmm. Uh, that I, didn't stand out to me. I liked the story. You didn't? No. To me, it sounds like someone tried to repurpose the Braveheart soundtrack, except this <laughs> one came out first. Yeah, I guess I had a little bit of that. I, I was distracted by the uh, the saxophone. Oh, oh, that's okay. true. I'll give you that. Where during there's the like, sex scene. There's like... <laughs> saxophone. No, there's no saxophone during the sex scene. Mm. It's a fucking music video. Oh, oh this yes. Is like, this movie is kind of like Rocky Four in that there are two or three music videos in this movie, and one of them is... It leads into the sex scene. Okay, so... <laughs> So we're—I mean—we're skipping over a yeah, bunch. Sorry. There's a bunch that we're probably going to go back to. But Took you down that in the course of the movie, Jake Lowe is found by Mace Ryan, uh, played by Powers Booth, and is convinced to like basically be a pawn in taking down Tony Serrano. Mm-hmm. And so what he has to do is he has to go to, with this crooked FBI agent, Stewart, uh, brings him to Serrano's place, but. Uh, Stewart's wired up, so they're trying to get a confession mm-hmm. out of Serrano so they could take him down. He's been Mace has been trying to get this guy for ten years, trying to take down this drug right. ring. What are they like? They're like two days away. Two days away, and then the they deadline. have to shut down the the task force. Mm-hmm. And so they convince Jake to go in, and everything. I mean, surprise, surprise, everything gets fucked up. <laughs> and so yes. there's like this gunfight in Chicago. The cops are firing in on this restaurant. The people in the restaurant are firing back at the cops. Very brutal. And fucking Jake is stuck in the place and has to like fight his way out. This, I feel like the way it's presented is the centerpiece of like somebody had this idea. This was like their action idea Mm -hmm. and they built the rest of the movie around it because to me, Mm -hmm. it's the most cohesive part of the movie. Yeah, it certainly starts to fall apart a little bit. And actually, the scene you're describing is kind of when it hits its stride. Um, I, I was a little frustrated with this film. Yeah. Because um, the the plot felt way too overcomplicated. So I, I like the idea of, you know, the two mob factions kind of fighting against each other and, and him getting caught in the middle. Yeah. But um, Brandon Lee's character, Jake, what's his name? Jake Lloyd. Jake Lloyd. Jake uh, Lloyd. Kind of comes off. <laughs> he comes off as kind of an, an ineffectual hero for me because he doesn't really make a lot of choices 
like no, things right. just happen to him Until and around the very him, end. and he sucks. And even even when he is given choices, like he does, his natural instinct is to not want to get involved. Yeah, right. Yeah, like he's not really they like ask him out like, there. Hey, you want to? We want you to come and say a few words. Look, I don't want to get involved. That's right. He doesn't I, want to get involved. I drive with the, a motorcycle with the Tiananmen Square conflict. Yeah, um, he doesn't want to help the cops. He's in the right. in the interrogation room, and mm-hmm. he's like, great. They're like, it's Serrano, and he's like, great. Keep the picture. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's kind of a dick. Yeah, a little bit. Who signed off on Brandon Lee? By the way, Again. I don't. I don't remember. I asked uh, Joe. Do you think he's a he's a handsome fellow? I think he's a good man? looking guy. I I asked that of Jenna because I thought he was kind of odd. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Something about his face. It to me it looks like his facial features are all like migrating towards the center of his head. <laughs> There's a lot of outer face. Okay. Outer face. I I can see some of that. Um, <laughs> so I, I pulled Jenna in because I needed an impartial uh, party. And I was like, Jenna, do you think this guy's attractive? Took one, one look, and I was like, no, 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 I don't think so at all. I see. I think it's he's, a tragedy. What I think he's him. fine. Rest in peace, I think he's fine. I think that it, that hair they should have done something with the hair. Yeah. Um, okay. Maybe, maybe it's his acting style. Maybe it's his. I, I never really quite he's, connected with him. He is definitely. Rough. He's getting his in the, uh, in the acting department in this movie. His footing here. Yeah. Um, he's he's better than most mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I've seen in action movies, but still not as good as some. Uh, uh, who do you think is better, him or Jean Claude Van Damme? I think. Okay, <laughs> See, the fact that's, that that's a tough toss up. I think that Van Damme's better. Yeah, because I think Van so Damme too. had has had more practice. Van Damme got to a point where he understood what he was making, and so suddenly his style. Was but, fitting what it was he was. But trying even to do. from the beginning, he always kind of had like a confidence and and yes. you know he was he was and magnetic Van Damme's on screen. A far better. I mean, he's a yeah, he really he's a is. charming guy. That's like, what I'm saying. I kind of feel like Brandon Lee feels a little little manufactured for okay. my taste. Well, and I don't I don't disagree because mm-hmm. I do feel like Brandon Lee was brought in because he was the son of Bruce Lee. Like that's it. That's what we were. That's what they were marketing Rapid Fire on. Mm-hmm. Is that it's the son of Bruce Lee? But I will challenge you, please, to watch The Crow. His performance in The Crow is... And I'm not saying this just because he fucking died making the movie. Mm. His performance in The Crow is really fucking good. Yeah. He does a great job. I remember liking it. Uh, very, I mean, very touching, very emotional. Not just like the action sequences, but like the part that he mm-hmm. plays, how mm-hmm. he internalizes. It's really fucking good. Like he has he has a couple of uh, a couple of moments. He has one moment with Ernie Hudson where he talks about like, you know, he and his girlfriend. Scene, right? Yes. <laughs> Tell him about the Twinkie. <laughs> what about the Twinkie? <laughs> <laughs> That's a big Twinkie. Um, I have seen shit that would turn you <laughs> white. And it did. Brandon Lee turned white. He had <laughs> that makeup. No, he has a scene with Ernie Hudson. He talks about how he and his his um, his girlfriend, Shelly, mm-hmm. would, they would get in fights over the most trivial things. And he's like, and now, now that it's done, now that it's gone, you know, nothing's trivial. You know, mm-hmm. or, or whatever. I can't remember what it was, but it was a really touching scene. Uh, he has another great scene where... Uh, it's it's like near the near the end where he's talking to the the little girl and it's you know I, I I just I love what he did in that film. I think the makeup and the costume helped a little bit. Him it did. It, it did. Character. It probably helped him get into the the spirit of what it was going what mm-hmm. was going on. But it also probably helped that Alex Proyas is a fucking good yeah, director. Yeah. And so he probably got a little bit better. Uh, Dark a City, better right? Gardens. Yeah, Gardens. Thank you. Sorry. Uh, a better guidance. Gardens of the Galaxy. Gardens of the Galaxy. Uh, he got better guidance on what he what it was he was supposed to be doing. But in this movie, there is. I mean, this is 
This is a horribly directed film. Like this is a terribly directed film. It is terribly you know, edited. The performances aren't bad, with the exception of Brandon. The Lee performances in are my period. all bad except no, for no. Powers Booth. Uh, yes, Powers, Powers Booth is the best part of this movie. He absolutely saves this film. He is my favorite thing about it, uh, and especially like the 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 father son relationship that kind of develops between he and uh, Jake Lloyd. Jake Lore? Jake Lowe. Jake Lowe. Jake Lowe. Jake Lowe. Jake Cherry. <laughs> Coming for to take me, Jake. <laughs> uh, no, so uh, I, I agree with you. The the father-son dynamic that they have going on. There's a scene in this movie that this movie has no fucking business having. Yes. And it's the scene where May... After the sex scene. Yeah. Yes, where May shows up and he's like, man, at least I didn't get that kid killed. I yep. like that kid. Yeah, and Brandon Lee is like in the room. He's because he's already he's just bedded uh, Carl Withers. Yes. And uh, did Mace, I do that, <laughs> Miss, Mrs. Withers? Um, Mace shows up, I guess, to just like her apartment. Right, I guess and he's like ten fucking years. They're right. on that kind of uh, yeah. The, uh, yeah, I guess she's so. his working. intelligence officer. I guess so. So but... why doesn't she show some and get her ass out there? <laughs> Would you just go to like one of your employees' houses though, like if at, I, off if I, hours? If, okay, to vent. It's not just an employee. These are people that spent ten years with each other. I get it. Investigating ten years. How the fuck old is she? She's like twenty four. Well, maybe she started when she was fourteen. Maybe he has no business. Maybe he came over there with ulterior motives. Maybe he did. He was like, I'm gonna bang Carla. Yeah. Brandon Routh already got to you. Okay, Brandon so Lee. Sorry, Brandon Routh. Damn it, Brandon Routh. Other Brandon. There's my recast. <laughs> Brandon Routh is half Asian American. I saw you with Actually, my mind's eye. That'd be full Asian American. Uh, all right, so okay, no, but the scene where Mace is like, "I like that kid," and she's yeah. like, "Did you? You, you, you should did tell, you tell him. him." And he's like, "I don't have to do that." Yeah, he, he knows. Just, he just knows. He just knows. I really liked that. that I really sweet. liked that scene. It was really great, and I love the callback to it. That's right. When Later he tries on. to tell Brandon Lee, he's, he's like, like uh, "Hey, Jake, I um uh," and and that was a good moment from Brandon Lee too, yeah, where that's he's true. like, "Look, I know." Yeah, you don't have to say it. I was like. That's fucking great. Yeah. I wish the rest of this movie could have been like that. <laughs> well, and that's the problem. You said Powers Booth is the best thing about it, and I agree. He doesn't show up until like 30 minutes into this film. Yeah. The whole prologue is like uh, Serrano in, uh, in in Cambodia or yeah. wherever the fuck he is. Um Having or like China. A, having a pissing contest <laughs> with yeah. Uh, Tao? Yeah. Tao? With Tao? Tao. He goes to watch him stick fight. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, all right. So <laughs> getting back to like... Two topics ago. So th- there's this whole thing. Brandon Lee fights him- his way out of this restaurant mm-hmm. and be- basically single-handedly abduct, you know, gets Tony Serrano. Yeah. And hands him over to Mace. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Mace... Uh, ha- Mace, get, like, plays a tape or whatever and proves, like... It shows him that he had proof to, to clear Brandon Lee the whole time, mm-hmm. uh, but was keeping it yeah. until after they got Tony Serrano. So Brandon Seems- Lee... Highly knocks illegal. The sh- knocks the shit out of him. Yes, uh, rightly so. And so... Uh, so got him killed. So Kate's like, oh, well, wait. I, how long until your flight? Well, I've, you've got some time. Let's go back to my place. And she ends up getting the files. Because, again, like you said, and you hit it right on the head, There's, it's so convoluted. There's so much bullshit going yeah. on. Like this whole thing about his father in Tiananmen Square. What the fuck, dude? We didn't fucking need it. It doesn't really come back. I mean... But they, the, the problem is they play it... They play it off and they make it a big part of defining who his character is, mm-hmm. but there's no payoff. Like we I don't guess, learn 
what fucking Brandon Lee's father was there for, what he True. Who he was. Well, I think it's a it's a red herring uh-huh. um, because I think what they're trying to set up is that this guy needs a father figure. Uh-huh. Uh, it's and, about it's an action movie about daddy issues. Yeah, you, you absolutely. Which is, is great. Let's get the guy whose father has passed away. Oh God! And let let him make a movie about daddy issues. You God, I didn't even think about that until <laughs> yes. now. Holy shit! Did uh, he have kid? Before uh, did he have kid? <laughs> Many wumpum. <laughs> did Brandon? Oh, I almost called him Brandon, Brandon Routh again. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't think he did. Monday, right? I think, um, <laughs> I think she dusts. <laughs> I don't think he did. I didn't. No, let's do no. that. All right. So the curse ends with the, him. The curse ends with Brandon. Well, there's still the sister too. He had a sister. Sister. <laughs> so you have, have a, a twin, twin sister. sister. It's not a twin. Your curse has now betrayed you too. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. If you will not turn towards the dark side, then perhaps she will. Do the score when that comes up. I get chills. I get chills oh, yeah. just thinking about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, speaking of which, the little episode eight talk. I uh, see those those Vanity Fair pictures that I came did, out. The man. Andy Leibovitz oh, my gosh. The, pictures. the fucking Carrie Fisher Isn't pictures that heartbreaking? heartbreaking? With her and Luke. I hope oh, we get a proper God. reunion in this film because that's the only thing that's going to yeah say not save it but you know what Is I, mean. I I just hope that it happens. No, I'm with you on that. I hope it happens. All right, so they go back to Kate's place mm-hmm. and she's because she's pulled some strings and she got files on Brandon Lee's father right. and is like and Brandon Lee's you didn't get all of it. It's missing. It just doesn't. It's bullshit. And so she kind of yells at him. She's like, maybe he was just fucking there to try to do the right thing. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then like fade. Cut back in the same place, probably maybe five minutes later, mm-hmm. and she's like, he's like, I just, I'm just so sad. Like, I mean, I feel like he died for nothing. And this is like, I think, I'm trying to be as, as precise as I can with the dialogue. Okay. He's like, it's just, you know, so hard. It's like he died for nothing. Jake, everybody dies, but he got to die for what he believed in. Yeah, that sounds about right. It happened a long time ago. <laughs> You have to just let it go. Long like she ago. puts, she is two years ago. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm still crushed, and it's five years. I know, ago. right? It's a like she puts her hand on his chin, uh, her finger that. on his chin, mm-hmm. and she's like, "You have to let it go." <laughs> and he's like, "I know. I just, I miss him." And like on, I miss him. He do, he bobs his head, and like on cue, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> there it is. Like almost like the beginning of a music video. It's like white text on the bottom corner. Yeah away from being a music video <laughs> and this whole thing is like it's them and they're hooking up uh-huh. but then we're also intercutting footage of tony which, serrano getting murdered by tau which you know was i i i, I appreciate that and when the, you're going back i don't appreciate the the music that they chose but it's i love worst i love when a film kind of uses the 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 dichotomy or the the juxtaposition of like a like an opera being sung and somebody being murdered in uh-huh. a godfather film yeah uh that was this film trying to do that, except with the worst piece of audio that they could have chosen. It is such a bad song. It's like I don't want to listen to this. It's like they called the Black Crows. Like, hey, Chris Robinson. It's like I'm 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 disturbed by the ultraviolence, but I'm I'm mildly turned on by the nipple licking and, and the she, ab she licks, chomping. She licks Brandon Lee's man boob. It, which is weird to I me. Mean, that's weird. It seems a little so. <laughs> If this film is is geared towards like you know teenage boys, right? It's yeah, action. Yeah, Bruce Lee's. Son, so you would have like you know gunplay to show her her tits, drugs. Yeah, exactly. Well, why are we <laughs> we focusing... are so focused on Brandon Lee's abs? <laughs> yes, and like we just see her face. I'm like, that's at, great. At one point, you know, we see like ass, and we're not quite sure. <laughs> I was like, that is, looks is like it, guy ass. Man, that's hot. 
Or is it? Is that his? <laughs> I don't know whether it'd be Fuck! turned on or not. I don't know if I should hate my boner or not. <laughs> what the fuck's going on? The answer is on? yes. Always hate your boner. And the whole, they play the entire song. Whatever mm-hmm. this oh, yeah. song is, they play it in its entirety. Uh, and then, like, that's when May shows up. Yeah, and then they have the whole the whole bit where he goes undercover in the Chinese laundry. <laughs> because that's where they're hiding the cocaine yeah, in the, the seven, sheets. Seven foot guy. Seven foot tall guy. <laughs> blends right in, doesn't he? <laughs> yes. Just, they put just, him in glasses, Just Joel. hunch over when you walk. Yeah. <laughs> put him in glasses. Put this sweatband on. He is super fucking tall. <laughs> nobody, nobody he will. is super fucking tall. It's just tall. awkward. Just he moves. He, if, if, if this movie were a Street Fighter game, he would be Sagat. Like, he's just tall <laughs> and moves slow. In fact, uh, I think during the prologue, we even get to see uh, the, the part in Street Fighter 2 where that, uh, that statue of the lady like laying down where Sagat fights. That's, yes. that's at the beginning of this film. Oh, my God. I noticed that. Yeah. Uh, did you think... So you thought Brandon Lee was very slow with his choreography, he is, his Well, he's fighting. just like a tall guy. He's very powerful, but... You know, we talked about Jean-Claude Van Damme. Like, that guy kind of commands... Like, when you see his films and you see his acting, you're like, why is this guy in this film? And then you see him fight. Yeah. Like, oh, like, oh, now okay. he's in his element. So let me ask you I never you really this. felt like Brandon Lee was in his element. Uh, okay. So obviously, the like, the fight choreography in something like, say, Dead or Alive. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. even that one fight, the the reptile... Uh, oh, yeah. From Mortal Kombat. From Mortal Kombat. That fight scene, how, this would not measure up to something like that. Um, there are a couple of moves that are done that are that, where he's using the environment, you know, kind of like a good Jackie Chan film. Yeah, uh, there's that nice. He does that slide uh, where he s- kicks the table. He kicks the table upwards <laughs> into the guy, and then does a leg sweep. He sweeps the leg, Johnny. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And so there's a couple of moments sprinkled in there like that. But aside from that, uh, it just moves too slow. I'm so used to the fucking Matrix. Woo Brothers or and, whatever that guy's name is. And here's here's the problem. Like one of I think one of the best martial arts scenes in this movie, one of the best fight sequences rather, is when he goes into the witness protection program the first time. They bring him to this apartment, and two of the agents kill the third. Yeah. Because they're they're on the take, uh, and they're then they they so try to blood. take him out. Mm-hmm. But they're in this fucking apartment, very enclosed space, and like Brandon Lee starts fighting one guy in the kitchen. Another dude tries to come in the door. He kicks the yes, door. Yes, I love that. And then scene. like comes back around, kicks the door again as the guy tries the to come poor in. Poor guy keeps. And then like the runs door. the other way. The other dude's getting up and he opens the freezer real quick. <laughs> yep. Hits the guy in the head. Like I, I felt like, ooh, this is what I want. This yeah. is what I'm looking for in this movie. And I agree with you. Like the fight scenes in this movie are very uh, deliberate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 they they don't feel like they're as quick as martial arts scenes should be. And they're even choreographed by Tony Long. Uh, Longo, Tony Longo. Yes, Tony Longo. Long. You're right. He he's choreographed a bunch <laughs> of stuff. Toby, Toby Long. <laughs> he uh, he he choreographed stuff like Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, he's been all over these movies, mm-hmm. and I kind of felt like this this was not a crown jewel. This wasn't a crown achievement. Yeah, I feel like the fight sequences in The Crow are far more impressive yes. than what we got in this movie. I agree, and that's not the way it should be because The Crow isn't a martial arts movie. Um, no, not at all. It, it, but this should be, and it just it doesn't ring of it. Now you know again, '90s Joe didn't have a problem with this movie. Now that I'm looking back on it and I'm able to compare it to other great fucking martial arts oh, films, yeah. it, it does pale in comparison. Um, now <laughs> I'm curious. Now that I've forced you to watch a bunch of kung fu movies, <laughs> yeah, because I feel like that's not really your forte. You know what? It's not, and I'm glad you brought this up because it's something that I was thinking about too as I was watching this. I have a newfound appreciation for films of this ilk. Yeah, um, and like Jean Claude Van Damme, like I'd I'd seen probably two 
of uh, JVD's movies uh-huh. before doing this podcast. Have you seen JCVD? I know. No, I, still need to not. See that. I have not. It's fantastic. Um, but yeah, I've, I've seen a lot more of them now, and I've seen just, just these random action movies, like The Perfect Weapon. Uh, American Ninja. Amer- well, that one I'd seen, um, and part two as well. Dude, part two is so good. Yeah, I'm waiting. We'll do it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, so, so I, I have a, a wider breadth of uh, of films of this genre that I've seen now that I can kind of compare it to, uh-huh. and maybe that's why it's a little underwhelming because yeah. I know what else is out there, especially in like 1992. This, if this were 1982, this film be would fun. have been groundbreaking. Yeah. I agree, and, and you you compare it to the other martial arts movies that came out around that time. Uh, you know, not too long after this, we got movies like Sudden Death. Mm. And, and here's my thing about kung fu movies or martial arts movies, uh, just action movies in general. If you're gonna have an action movie, if it's basically just it's a movie where we try to put like a, a loose story mm-hmm. around a bunch of great action sequences. Mm-hmm. Your action sequences need to be great. Yeah. If your story's not great, then at least your action sequences should be fantastic. Agreed. And that's the problem with Rapid Fire, my problem with Rapid Fire at least, is that neither the story nor the fight sequences are really stand out. Just wait too much story yeah. for what they were going... Like, you know, this didn't they, have to be this, uh, this cop procedural. They definitely miss a lot of action beats because they're trying to stay... They're trying to remain cohesive mm-hmm. to an uncohesive story. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's almost like someone's tr- overwriting it. Like, okay, wait, I yep. know how to fix the yep. scene. I'm gonna write more. Mm-hmm. And no, that's that's not how you fix Let's it. Let's get a sex scene in here too. This this movie, like when he finally gets Tony Serrano and they're they're at her apartment. Like even now, watching it again, I'm like, oh, okay, so this is where the movie should end. Yes. Oh, wait. There's another fucking 15, 20 minutes to mm-hmm. this movie? I had that exact same you, thought. Wow. I can't. I didn't even remember Where this Where can guy it was go here. from here? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's a, a very... For, for a final boss, and that's how your action movie should be set up because that's, action video games mm-hmm. are modeled after great action films mm-hmm. where you have all these bad guys and then there's the big boss, right. the main enemy, and that should be the showstopper. That should be the big fight to end all fights in your movie. And this one is so... Weak. A little lackluster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have a fight on a, on a subway train. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I don't even really... Or not a train, on the tracks. It's on the tracks, actually. And you don't even really care too much about the villain by that point, because we've mm-hmm. spent so much time with Serrano and setting him up as the bad guy. That's really who... Well, I guess Powers Booth ultimately wants the whole the yeah. whole thing to, to come crashing down. But um, it's hard to root against Tao as your villain I, I'm, I'm when ki- you start the movie off by making him sympathetic. Thank you. I was just going to say, I kind of felt, I kind of wanted him to win. I wanted the uh, the nicer of the, the evils, the uh-huh. lesser of two evils to, to kind of uh, uh, come, up, come up on top. Yeah. Right? No, I gotcha. Instead of dying that horrible death, gets electrocuted on the railroad yeah, tracks. And then hit by a train. Yeah. Not just electrocuted, but then hit by a passenger. Did you train. laugh out loud like I did too? Because there's Every that time. there's the moment where you can clearly tell that they've cut to a dummy, uh-huh. and it's like its its arms are up like this, like it's up against a wall. That, <laughs> yes. that, nobody would do that. Like one arm would be outstretched, and the uh-huh. other would be back. You'd be shielding your face, or you'd be trying to jump out of the way. I wouldn't be doing the the African anteater ritual dance <laughs> from uh, fucking Can't Buy Me Love, like with your arms. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a deep cut. But would if you've you, seen that movie, you know what I'm talking. Joel, about. Joel, if you're that close to getting hit by a train, would you like put your hands out and like jump up? And hope that you could like just catch the front of the train, and like, like your 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 reptilian like, part of your brain doesn't have time to uh, to comprehend. It's yeah. just like you just protect the head and the neck. That's yeah. what you instinctually want to do. Wow, not gonna happen. I don't I, the reptilian. S- mm-hmm. You know the the Crow Magnon part of your reptile. brain. Reptile <laughs> wins. So uh, so yeah, then they they have this Chinese laundry bit. Brandon Lee fights Tao on a train track, electrocutes uh-huh. him. He gets hit by a train, mm-hmm. and then he comes back. 
and like Kate is outside the laundry, which mm. is now on fire. <laughs> and so Jake has to go back for in Powers Booth to get Powers Booth, who'd Mace. been shot a couple times. Yeah, I thought he was done. Go get yeah. out of here. And so then Jake goes back. Kate, the worst police officer in the world. Well, this is, is what like, I'm saying. Mace is still in there. I couldn't find him. He's still in there. Okay. <laughs> They obviously did not have dialogue written for that moment, mm-hmm. and they were just like, "Okay, listen, just Kate, go ahead." Here's That's the gist of it. Just here's the gist of it. Just tell them, like, "Hey, that Mace is still in there." It, it reeks of like, "Okay, we need to shoot. We need to add a few things." Here. Uh-huh. So, uh, Kate, just say like, "He's still in there. He never came out." Uh, you need to go. And so that's her delivery yeah. is Mace is still in there. He never came out. He never came out. Jake, he never came, never came out. It doesn't have the tender love uh, that one of my favorite lines in this film does from earlier when uh, Serrano, earlier um, when he kills the one guy point blank and Brandon Lee witnesses it. Yeah. And he sends one of his guys after him and he yells, here's the line. I had to go back, rewind it and write it down because it's one of the most offensive lines. And I thought it was so funny. He says, hey, some chink kid over there in a black jacket. He saw me whack Chang. <laughs> he saw me whack Chang. Yeah. Everybody's whacking Chang tonight. Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody whack Chang tonight. Ow! Um, I've got the power. <laughs> um, yeah. So... Again, just to just kind of reiterate what you said, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. There's so much story that doesn't need to be in this movie that it misses action beats. Mm-hmm. It misses what it's supposed to have. I'm surprised it didn't begin with like a nice action sequence, and instead we get the the well, cliched. Him, we, we he's in a horrible, dark room. Yeah, we got those horrible like practicing, doing his moves, hitting shirtless. people. Yeah. yeah. No, no, it's just by himself. Remember, no, it's not. As the credits are going on. No, that's not. You're yeah. thinking about the perfect weapon. No, I'm talking about this fucking movie. No, this one opens up and he's like, there's the credits and it's people and he's like hitting it and it's got like the weird like, uh, I don't even know what the hell you would call this, like almost like a visual echo. Yeah. And he's hitting them. He's hitting people. He's hitting people? Yeah, there are people that he's he's fighting. <laughs> you're, you're, are you sure? You are seriously mistaking the beginning of this movie. I need to the watch it again. The perfect weapon. I swear it was just like him kind of bring practicing it up. and slow mo. Bring it up. I, bring it up next when we get done. Bring it on up. We will do it. Um. So yeah, that's 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 rapid fire. I mean, the the movie ends and then they all get in the they get in the the the, the ambulance. Ambulance driver's like, "Hey, are you two in or out?" <laughs> and they look, and Brandon Lee's like, "We're in." I'm in. And then she walks in the, the the sub or the sub. She walks in the ambulance, and he gives the camera this look, and he's like, "Mm-hmm." And they get in the ambulance, and then as they close the doors, it's like another fucking music video just started. Oh, you know it. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's rapid fire. Are you bringing it up? I'm bringing it up. Here we are. We're watching yeah. the beginning of it. Wait for it. Brief nudity. Graphic, yeah, I'll but say. Who's nudity? A little too brief for me, if you know what I'm saying. Here we go. 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 Mm-hmm. Right there. Look, he's hitting people. That's a person. Oh. Boom, hitting that guy. See, uh, what is that effect? What would you call that? Yeah, no, you're right. It's an echo effect. <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, to me, I didn't even realize. To, to me, it just looks like he's he's doing the moves. See, look, he didn't hit anybody there. No, not there. And there he is. See, part of my problem mm-hmm. with these opening credits, too, mm-hmm. is that, look, the name is as big as the title of the movie. Yeah. You can't have the character. Well, it's a fucking names. forgettable title too. Rapid, rapid fire. fire. I mean, yes, there is some rapid fire in here, but uh, but that, actually, it the, is not. It is not a good uh, description of the action sequences. And in, in fact, this movie. the original title was <clears throat> a moving target. Moving target. Mm-hmm. That'd be better. It's probably taken. That's probably better. Um, so yeah, uh, if if anything, they should have opened the movie with a scene with him. 
I don't like when they open movies with like, okay, here are the two villains. Because yeah. then I'm like, okay, whose story is this? Somewhere in the Middle East. Whose story is this? Mm-hmm. Almost like Jurassic Park. I've got to kind of, I got to, I got to call out Jurassic Park for this. What? Jurassic Park opens up and they're in is La Sorna or whatever at the mine or whatever. Yeah. I can't remember where they are. Well, there's at, a couple of like false beginnings. They're, they're like at that. the, yeah, they're at the mine though where they find the, the uh, yeah. the, the well, actually before that, that it starts off with the, uh, they're they're moving the velociraptor into oh, the that's other cage. Right. That's right. Team one, step away. You're right. Team two, exactly. So you've dog. got these two scenes mm-hmm. with people who are not the protagonists of our film. Yeah, and so I, I feel like sometimes that gets a little it, it's disjointed. You because I feel when you open up a movie like how you did with Rapid Fire, mm-hmm. you open it up and Serrano like outwardly uh, throws down on Tao. You know, spits. On his hospitality mm-hmm. and, and his whole thing about, like, you can't ask for what you're not willing to take. To take, yeah. <clears throat> you're painting up Tao as your anti- your protagonist. Yeah. And then you introduce Brandon Lee, and it's like, okay, wait a minute. Like, where does all this stuff fit in? How do these people all fit together? Thank you. And it's uh, uh, also <laughs> the nude model. Can we talk, can we talk <laughs> about the nude model? Yes, for thank you, because that was a, one of the first things that kind of threw me. So he's in his art class, and they're all drawing nude models. Uh-huh. Or not, no, there's one nude there's model. There's just one nude model, and everybody's mm-hmm. drawing. Mm-hmm. And Richard Schiff, I think that's his yes, name. Yes, that I, is his name, from yeah. West Wing. Yeah, he just plays this fucking... And Lost World, Jurassic Park, yeah. too, by the way. Violence and technology, not good bedfellows. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, he c- comes up and looks over Brandon Lee's shoulders like, uh, you're doing it again, or whatever he says. You just have to... It's not just, the assignment. Just draw what you see. It's life study. There you go. Just draw what you see. He's like, this is what I see. This is what I see. And then the model hears all this, and afterward, okay, class is over, so here comes the nude model. Can I see what you drew? And it's He's just like, him, her. Sure. But then she's got she's like, like a, is that me? No, you're the dragon. Yeah. There, is it a dragon or like a he, tiger? He drew a dragon. Like coming out of her. Like around. Well, like Literally. Yeah. 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 Yep. And so there's a dragon. And she's like, oh, that's pretty. And then. And, and then he like gives it to her. He's like, here, you're like, if you like it that much, it's, it's yours. yours. But okay, first of all, <laughs> it's kind of uh, it's kind of conceited that just because she, she thinks it's pretty, you're like, all right, here you go. Well, I, th- I you thought he was being gentlemanly. Drawing. She appreciated his art. She didn't ask for it. Well, kind of. Oh, oh, oh she was asking she, for it. All she, right, Joe. Yeah. She, you, sh- you should, you saw the way she was. I dressed. do love the ad lib where she's like, "Maybe you'll think I'm sexier with my clothes on." And yeah. he closes the door. And he's like, "Don't bet on it." Yeah, not likely. I was like, "All right, that's but fun." Joe, is it disturbing then? Because we we find so she picks him up. Which, uh, in its own right, is a little weird. Yeah, like some, that, I kind of feel like a woman picks up the guy. I kind of feel like she's using this art class modeling thing as like her own personal Tinder. Like yeah, she just I'm gonna go do another art class and see what kind of strange hotties we got tonight. But then it ends up not being that. No, which means there's a longer con at play. <laughs> exactly. So it turns <laughs> out that his buddy from Tiananmen Square, Dustin who was, Nguyen, who was trying to get him to to speak up, it was his girl. It was his girl. Maybe? I don't know because she's still like when she, she comes up. She's still like, well, here, let me make it up to yeah, you. Yeah, she's trying to hit on him. I don't think it's his girlfriend. I think I it's don't just think so either. A, a friend yeah. that he... A friend that he could talk into getting naked so that she could pick up... Like, but then that means when did he set first? this up? <laughs> exactly. When did he set this yeah, up? That he's like, look. He's fucking Kaiser Sosa. He's Jake Lowe Kaiser Sosa. is part of this model, part of this art class. I need you to be a nude model. Yeah. I need you to go take your clothes but off. But first, we're going to have to build up your reputation as a nude model over months. That's right. <laughs> and so now we're ready. The anniversary of Tiananmen Square. <laughs> Two years. Two years to the day. Maybe he started like on the first anniversary. Wow. Maybe he was like asking Jake, like, hey, I want you. No? All right. But what are you going to be doing? I'm going to be taking this life study arts class. Uh-huh. All right. And so that's when he found this girl. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, there's got to be so many steps involved 
to getting this fucking time just right. He's dedicated to the cause, Joe. I wish that Jake was a horrible artist. Because <laughs> that would have <laughs> made this at least funnier. I was waiting for that to the cut to and it's all Picasso squares <laughs> and circles. Like and Stick figures yeah. and shit. <laughs> uh, all right. Do you have any other notes on Dragons. this? Dragons. Uh, <laughs> no. That was my last one. Okay. Perfect timing. So, uh, <laughs> the, the perfect weapon. The perfect weapon timing. Rapid timing. <laughs> uh, all right. So, what did Rapid Fire do right? Uh, I mentioned it before. Uh, Powers Booth, when he shows up, Mace Windu or whatever his name is, uh, about 30 minutes in, uh, all of a sudden there's new life breathed yes. in breath, breath, yeah. breath of the wild. The breath, breath comes of out. the wild. Yeah. And, uh, and then that moment that, you know, that, that you said, you know, kind of the father son moment where he, he kind of confesses to, to miss Withers, uh-huh. uh, how he, how he kind of views him as a son and I'm, I'm, that, that's a good boy. I'm proud of that boy. Yeah. And then they have that, that callback moment. Again like, I like end. that kid. It kind of, it elevated this film, uh, above a, a typical nineties slash eighties. It still, it still wasn't film. better than it had to be. <laughs> No, <laughs> it still did not reach that status. No, but he uh, he definitely does elevate it. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think that the best thing that this movie did was also uh, Powers Booth. I think Powers Booth was fantastic. Uh, I, I love some of his internalizations. Uh, I love his bit that they gave him where he keeps trying to hit that bowling pin. Yeah, when they're they're holed up in the bowling alley, he keeps trying to hit that pin. And the day they're supposed to just pack it all in, he tries one last time, doesn't work. He stands there for a second. Pulls his gun out of the holster yeah. and fucking shoots. Does the Indiana Jones move? It's fucking great. Uh-huh. Uh, That's a pretty good shot too to be able to shoot a pin to from, shoot a from pin, that far man. away. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I I loved it. I, I loved what he did. He uh, he. And the thing is, when you play a character like that, anybody plays a character like that, you run the risk of being like of overdoing it, mm-hmm. like almost like to Cameron Mitchell levels. Cameron <laughs> Mitchell's done a bunch of like bad B action movies and stuff, and he would play like he's played roles like this in his movies. But he overdoes it, and it's like complete fluff and cheese, and uh, it's laughable. Whereas Powers Booth was not laughable. He was believable. He was just believable in a movie that probably did not stand up to the, uh, yeah, the, the kind of effort he was Certainly the best it. thing about it. Um, all right, so what did Rapid Fire do wrong? Um, for me, um, dude, I'm just going to have to go with Brandon Lee. I'm sorry. Yeah. I find him very uncharismatic in this film. Nobody uh, calls Soundwave uncharismatic. <laughs> I saw your post on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. That's Follow us on uh, <laughs> the Editing Bay. Editing uh, Bombadil. Facebook page. Um but yeah, when Apparently. when 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 the lead when, when the lead character when the protagonist uh, is kind of a, a dud, kind of a zero, and you're relying on your actor to kind of breathe life into this role, yeah, um, he just wasn't up to the challenge. I think he was far from relatable. He was far from relatable, and then again, like I said, he didn't really affect the plot. Like everything happened around him. That's not his of, fault, though. It's not his fault. But but when your character is put in situations like that, your protagonist, you have to allow them to make choices, and I kind of feel like. He wasn't allowed to kind of make the choice. He was yeah. forced into doing uh, doing good. I feel you on that. I don't think Brandon Lee's the worst thing that this movie had going for it. Uh, I do think the convoluted storyline uh, was is at play here. Uh, it is the thing to blame. Uh, it could because and and we've talked about it now on a couple of podcasts. We talked about it on this one. Uh, a movie like Dead or Alive. Dead yeah. or Alive knew what it needed to be. It was a bunch of hot chicks and. Kung Fu fighting. And Eric Roberts. And Aaron, Eric Roberts. <laughs> and even Eric Roberts is doing yeah. uh, doing great with chewing his material. The scenery. He's chewing it up. Um, this is a movie that didn't understand what it needed to be. It, it, it It's not that... I wouldn't say it tried to be more. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think they intended it to be more, but it fell short in almost every aspect. The The fight sequences are, are lackluster. The story itself is so weak and confusing at times and forgettable. And honestly, you know, if, like I said before, if you're going to have an action movie, if you're making an action movie, it's got to have one of the two things going for it. It's got to have a really good story. Mm-hmm. And if the fights aren't that great, at least the story's great. Right. But if the story's shit, the fights need to be fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. You need to be really creative with your choreography and with your fight sequences. 60% and of the fight scenes were nice. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that, is, that is not a good percentage. Well, but uh, so, not rotten, according to Rotten Tomatoes. No. I Here's the thing. To, at least for me, coming back to it, Rapid Fire was one of like these movies I loved. And now coming back to it, I'm like, eh. This is kind of a bad movie. No, but I get it. Right but, place, right time. But still bad in a fun way. Like it, it has enough going for it that it's like, okay, well that's that's yeah. that's fun. Uh, I don't past mind the violence. It. Yeah, there's a lot of violence in this. It's super violent for ninety. If we were going to remake Rapid Fire today, oh, how would we do that? Uh, I would do that by casting six of my top cast. I have seven With contemporaries. I have seven. Who's your seventh? I, Who's your low man? I, I bet you didn't cast this guy. He's the the big bodyguard oh, for right. Tony Serrano, the big Italian guy who's slurping up uh, like uh, big, pasta, like a fat Kevin Nealon. <laughs> yes, he is. And that's who I cast, Kevin okay. Nealon. <laughs> oh. Kevin, hey, you go fuck yourself. Yes, I love that. He's like, hey, it's it's Stewart. I told him to go fuck himself. <laughs> yeah, we we heard you. <laughs> We're right here with an earshot. <laughs> all right, of your payphone. So, <laughs> You never call me on the pan. <laughs> um, all right, so you like you have Stewart, right? Uh, I Stewart. Do, I do have Agent Stewart. Um, he's the uh, the guy who kind of gets double crossed. Well, from both he gets, he's a double crosser, and he double he gets he double gets crossed. it from both ways. Uh, how about um, Mark- nice doing business with you? <laughs> how about uh, Mark Pellegrino is the actor's name? You may know him as yeah. Jacob from yeah, Lost, from, uh, and he was also. Uh, He's Lucifer in Supernatural. He's the carpet pisser, also from uh, Big Lebowski. Hey, whoa! Yeah, this guy look. Uh... Do I look fucking married? <laughs> the toilet seat's up, fucking man. Up, man. How about you? Uh, I went with Nick Nolte. Oh, great! <laughs> yeah, Nick Nolte is, is he still Agent alive? Frank Stewart. Yes, he is. Dom DeLuise and Nick Nolte and Nick Nolte. They must us. be the same guy. <laughs> uh, all right, who do you have next? Uh, you want to do uh, Kinman Tao? I know he's the the villain, but he he yes. only gets. He doesn't get a whole lot of 30 time. 30 minutes of screen yeah. time, maybe? He doesn't. For your oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> I went with uh, B.D. Wong, speaking of Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad they had. <laughs> oh, come on. I love that they made him the villain in like Jurassic World. Yeah. Like, he's one of the villains. He's, and he's it coming was, back, apparently. That's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. I can't believe they're sequelizing that piece of shit. What? Dude, come on. Dude. You're coming down hard. Dude. The, parts two and three of Jurassic Park were pieces of shit. This, this one's true. pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> you, keep, you keep telling yourself that. Pretty good. You keep telling yourself that. Uh, all right. My uh, Tao, mm-hmm. Michelle Yeoh. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, you're going to switch... Uh, I, I switched genders, genders for, for that one, yeah. I like that. Michelle Yeoh. I feel like we live in a world now where a, a female, mm-hmm. a woman... Can no glass be an ceilings. ...effective yeah. villain. I stand with her. Yeah, I do. Are you stroking on me? <laughs> yeah, I think I... Blah. Everybody, <laughs> have you heard? Earn it. If you're Earn in the Earn game... Earn then the strokes the word. Okay, not even the same song. <laughs> All right. Let's do uh, Serrano, Antonio Serrano. Antonio Serrano. Hey. The tongs on me. <laughs> Everybody owes me. You mentioned um we were talking about um uh, what was that fighting movie? Porn. No. Dead or Alive. Dead or Alive with the Eric Roberts, who who also played an Italian mobster in The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. I like him so much there. But I'm gonna give you my also ran. Um 
And uh, Jenna came up with this one because she... I, I, Bill I showed Murray. Her, I showed her the IMDb. I was like, we, we got to recast this guy because she didn't watch the whole film. Uh-huh. Uh, and she was like, he looks like Mark Hamill. So I'm going Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. That's Serrano. I went with Don Johnson. Ooh, <gasps> Ooh nice. Yeah. yeah. He kind of had a Don Johnson look He does, to doesn't he? That, so, uh, that long hair. That is what I did there. Unfortunate. How about uh, Miss Withers? Carla Withers. Carla. Okay. I went with... Um, I know Carla in this movie was very top-heavy. Was she? She had big, big boobs. Mm-hmm. She had, there's Can one scene lie. where, like, after the, the fight in the restaurant, mm-hmm. she gets out of the surveillance van and she starts running. And obviously she's not wearing a bra. Because <laughs> boobs are bouncing everywhere. I seem to recall that. I went with someone who wasn't quite so top-heavy. Okay. I went with Kristen Ritter. Oh, but I love her. Yeah. No, she's she's good. She's good. I like that Not one. my favorite part of Jessica Jones, but... She's pretty good. Yeah, you you mentioned that. I wasn't didn't you? I wasn't too pleased. Why with that. Why is that? I don't know. I just thought it was too slow a burn. Mm, that's too bad. Yeah. It is too bad. Who do you have? I have. I gotta find it now. It's probably the one next to Carla. Oh, there you go. How about uh, Marina Baccarin from Deadpool? Uh, oh, and her? Firefly and Firefly Serenity. fame. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That's I haven't thought of her in a, in a while. Oh, um, I think of her quite often. She's she's so <laughs> fun in in Firefly. Yeah, I just. I feel like maybe she's not the strongest. She's not the strongest actress in the world. Like I, I, no. I look at I look at her her body of work. Yes, and I'm like, you kind of play a lot of the same person. She, yes, you, true. You kind of fit in this one niche, and maybe you're not the best at that either. Well, so she's doing it well. She's a, she's a good looking lady. I do love her as Anara, but uh, yeah, sometimes it's because of the words of uh, Joss Whedon. That's right. Speaking of one Joss Whedon, do you hear Dude. the unfortunate news? What happened to Zack Snyder? What happened? Uh, his Daughter, it's a family tragedy. That's all I know. Daughter wow. committed suicide. I oh think. shit! Yeah, um, and, and and apparently this happened like months ago. Wow! And he's just now getting to the point where, uh, and, and it's it sucks because it's so easy to talk shit about Zack Snyder. Um, and it's like if I if <laughs> I feel like if people would have known what was going on, they would have cut him a little slack yeah. sooner. Um, because it, it it always kind of sucks to pile on, and I hope it does. None of that was the cause. Oh. But uh, yeah, stepping down. Oh God! And Joss Whedon and Joss stepping Whedon's in. Stepping in. Mm-hmm. So Which bit, is weird because he's wanted out. He he's kind of from what I've read, he's wanted out. Yeah. From that whole DC thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, wait, wh- when was he in? Um, they announced that he was. Is in. he doing one of the films? He yeah, I don't remember which one, but they had announced a while back that Joss Whedon's on top of, of this Justice League. Yeah. That he's doing. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Yep. Huh? That's that's how they, they well wait they a minute in. I remember him saying he wanted out when <laughs> they were approaching him to do the next Avengers yeah so. he could he could want out of both right well yeah but you why would you jump ship to DC you you kind of know what you're getting into right uh, do no, you maybe not no you? that's true Have that's you, true you you've seen Batman versus Superman <laughs> you haven't seen Suicide Squad uh, I saw most of Suicide Squad oh did you yeah on a plane. Oh, and I stopped watching, and I have not had the urge. We need to, to pick talk it up. about your thoughts on that. Um, uh, what's her name uh, is the best thing about it? Margot Robbie. Really? She's the best part of it. I thought Will Smith was the best part. He of that is movie. also great in it, but I thought it's hard to see him. Deadshot's anybody else. story was the best part of that. Like, yeah, agreed. that's the story I would have loved to have followed. Yeah, agreed. Oh wow. Oh, it should have been an origin film. You think instead yeah. of? Uh... I I dug that whole thing where Batman busts him with his kid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I I wish we could have explored that a little bit more. <laughs> Instead, we got a, a bullshit movie. Yeah. Um, uh, all right. So you went with who for your Carla? Uh, that was Marina Baccarin. Marina, Marina Baccarin. There you go. All right. So next, I guess we have Mace. Uh, yeah. Mace Ryan. Powers Booth. Who is your Mace Ryan? I recast with uh, Silence of the Lambs, Buffalo Bill. The guy's name is Ted Levine. Oh, yeah. I loved him yeah. in 
Max and Dave need wedding dates or what the <laughs> Wait, fuck? what? No, he's not in that. <laughs> no, I Mike know. and Dave need who Levine. Oh, uh, his oh God, yeah. Ted Devine. No. Adam Devine. Adam Devine. Ted Levine. Adam Devine. Adam, Adam Levine. Adam Levine. <laughs> Too many Levines and Levines and Devines and Devines. <laughs> That's right. Um my Mace Ryan is gonna be played by Kurt Russell. Ooh, ooh, oh, dude, yeah. yes, having a bit of a renaissance here. I, isn't he? I think would be it's kind of like take an old action star mm-hmm. and put him in a in a role like this, kind of like the role that he's playing in the Fast and Furious movies. Oh, is he in those? <laughs> yes, dude, I am so yes, far out of that world. It's all right. I, just just watch that video, uh, the recap video. I'm it's caught the greatest up. Thing. It's it's hard to get excited about these films. I'm it's not not for that. me, man. Yeah. Oh man, people those, like them. They're so fun. Uh, all right, One that, weekend, I'm just gonna like fucking binge watch. You should all of the, and then I'll live tweet racing. <laughs> we should just do it. We should just live. All right, Facebook live us watching marathon all these movies. Yeah. If you could stand being around me that long, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we should totally do that. All right, we've got one more character. Here we Jake go. Lowe. Brandon Lee. Uh, I'm gonna cop out and uh, pull an actor's name who you don't know. Unless you're a huber, JGL, a huber suge is what I was about to say. A super huge fan of um, Thirteen Reasons Why, which is on Netflix. Have, which have not watched. Happen to be great show, or at least so far. Really like what they're doing. Not sure I'm on for season two though, uh, but I am enjoying the work of uh, one Ross Butler who plays Jesse, tall uh, Asian uh, football player. Oh wow! Uh, kind of has a heart of a gold, maybe <clears throat> question mark. Um, but uh, really impressed with him there. <laughs> are, are you talking into your iPhone? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> Open parentheses, maybe. Close parentheses, period. <laughs> Smiley face. That's that's how I... I wish you could be in my car as I'm I, dictating. I, I'm glad that I can't. Hey, Jenna, comma, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it by 6 colon 0 p.m. I just imagine like, the world we live in right now mm. that we could do that. Could you imagine, like when we were when we were seven, eight computer. years old? Hello, computer. When, hello, computer. <laughs> when we were ten years old, mm-hmm. like we did not imagine we would have like technology like this. No, of, of course we did. It's dude, dude, that you could talk into your car. Star Trek came out in the sixties. We were you even thought born that yet. shit was going to happen? Yeah, not I had even. no reason to believe not. I, I thought we were going to be on rotary we were phones already forever. In space. We had computers. Dude, that was all a hoax. I saw war games. I know how it works. I know computers. Do you want to play a game? That's a great film. Uh, Mace. Uh, No, we did Mace. Jake Lowe. Jake Lowe. Mine is, uh, this is horrible because I'm kind of ended and it's it's a little lackluster, but I went with a wrestler named Hideo Itami. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. No, you don't. Sure I do. Yeah, Hideo. Hideo. Hideo Itami. Hideo. Hard hitting Hideo. All mine directed by Justin Lin. Oh, interesting. I went with, uh, speaking of Fast and the Furious, I went with uh, Michael Mann of Heat. That's great. Mm-hmm. I would love to see Michael Mann do a kung fu movie, like a, a martial arts movie. Kind of like how Mamet did a martial arts movie. Yeah, Red Belt. Yes, I know we talked about Check it. Check it out. Last year's Red Belt. She would tell Edge of Four. And who else was in that? Uh, Emily. Emily Blunson? No. <laughs> <laughs> You just combined my last name. Hashtag Emily Blunson. Hashtag Emily Bombadil. (laughs) Guys, if you've got any uh, thoughts about Rapid Fire, uh, what we've had to say about the movie, I know we've glossed over quite a bit of it. Uh, So if you have any thoughts about any other parts of the movie that we didn't talk about, you can always join the discussion. Just go to Facebook in the search bar, put in the editing bay. That's going to bring up an image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that, mm. and that's where you could join the discussion. Tell us what you thought about everything, what you thought about our recast. Uh, if you have a movie you'd like us to watch in the future, 
Uh, you can go ahead and put your suggestions there, and we'll add it to the list. We've also got a website, right, Joel? We sure do. It is editingbay.com. When you go there, you're going to see links to our Facebook page. You're going to see links to our Twitter handle, which is at the Editing Bay. Please follow us there. Um, you're also going to see uh, pictures of us from the live show from a couple years ago. But you can also uh, support the show by a, a T-shirt. Uh, I'm going to try to get some more swag up there. Guys, buy a T-shirt. Joel still... spent so much money on these T-shirts. No, not really, dude. Not really. It's, it's all for promotion. That's um, right. But uh, if you want to support the show, that's a nice way to do it. Uh, and then also, um, what is, what Michael Daly, we are going to send you your DVD. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I promise sorry. you. I'm not Here, ignoring you. Here's the deal. I just wanted I to send think, you a confirmation I don't think email. Joel has it. No, no. I've, do dude, you have it? I gave it right to around you. you uh, it's sitting right there in a box. That is my podcast oh, okay. prize box. All right. I thought it was in my car that nope. just recently nope. broke down. Nope, they're <laughs> happening. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> I totally messed up your, your flow. Uh, editingbay.com. Um, all right, guys. If you've got uh, an Apple device, if you're listening to us on that, go to your podcasting app. Uh, it's probably already open because you're listening to this. And uh, go to the search function, put in the editing bay, or put in Next Wave Radio. Either way, it should bring up the editing bay podcast. Uh, tap on that, and you can leave us a five-star rating and review. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, if you've got some criticism for the show, make it constructive. Make it five stars, and uh, and that's cool. Uh, and then after you're done doing that, you can share us with your friends, grow the show. Uh, if you don't have an Apple device and you're wondering, hey, I'm listening to this podcast on uh, my friend's phone or or online. <laughs> you can also uh, check out the show by using the Podcast Addict and Podcast Republic apps. You can use those to, to subscribe to us through iTunes, through those applications. Mm -hmm. uh, do, do you remember in this movie? <laughs> I had one last thought that okay. I just, just came to me. How Serrano gets killed is like the most ridiculous. Like apparently Tony Longo could not get into the, the cell and so basically killed him by throwing ninja stars oh, at him that's and, right. and knives. Yeah. Like, that's... I feel you, like I'd be able to dodge that. I'd be that. able to dodge that shit. <laughs> it's like what they say uh, about bear attacks. Uh -huh. Like, you know, if you see bear, you know, either make yourself big or, or try to make yourself tiny. Like, you know, don't don't yeah. just uh, don't try to run. He'll chase you down. Yeah. But I feel like um, if I just found a, a, a really big tree, like with a big <laughs> circumference. Uh-huh. He'd just keep running around it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could just stay on the opposite side. Like, it's got to be one where he can't reach you from the sides, right? So right. So you just kind of go around in a circle. I bet I could, uh, I could out-stamina... <laughs> that bear the, just outsmart it you, you think you think so that's my you, uh you're not afraid that you might just run out of energy and just sit down accidentally near the bear <laughs> no man you'll have adrenaline pumping yeah you will just gonna wait for him to get tired um all right uh so until one of his bear friends shows up <laughs> then this, is, this is a one bear what plan, if it's, by like, the way. it's like jurassic park <laughs> and like you just see another bear show up you look at the bear and go clever girl <laughs> <laughs> comes out of the tree <laughs> clever bombadil uh <laughs> all right Hashtag editing Bombadil. What are we doing next week? Uh, well, Joe, next week, um, you're a Netflix subscriber, right? I sure am. You know, they like to uh, pre-announce some of the shows they have coming up. They've already kind of uh, talked about Stranger Things Season 2. In fact, just today, about that. just today, they uh, put a little trailer out for their Castlevania TV show. Did you hear about Did they? that? I haven't seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just came out. Uh, I, I guess I'm the only one who thought it was a live action film. Turns out it's all uh, <laughs> anime. Yeah. But anyway. That makes sense. We can look forward to that uh, when that debuts. Uh, but not before another remake of uh, an 80s classic debuts. Uh, they recently announced uh, that Dark Crystal was going to wow. be coming to a Netflix. The Dark Crystal, man. And now, is this a series or is it another made-for-TV? Or not made-for-TV, but it's a film, right? It was a film. Right, but I mean what Netflix is doing. They're remaking it, right? Are, is, I, are you hearing I, this for the first time now? Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah. Well, uh, I figured uh, since uh, we're going to be getting a, another... 
I think it's 2018. I don't think it's coming out anytime soon. Yeah, that'll be that's gonna be interesting, man. The Dark Crystal scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Me my, too. My folks took me. I was to see too that. young for it. The fucking what are they called? The Skeksis. The Skeksis. It scared the fuck out of me. There was that one that kept. Mm. Yeah, man. Well, they all did. I that. would have fucking nightmares yeah. of that shit. Well, and you know what? Their counterparts. Because wasn't it like if one died, there's the counterpart, and it would die too. Like they were connected. I so don't remember so much of this film, which is why I think it's a great time to revisit uh, the original uh, Jim Henson. That's classic. cool, man. No, I'm. I'd, I'd love to revisit this yeah, movie. man. I can't believe you didn't know there were Netflix was, was bringing it back. No, for yeah. some reason. And I it's didn't... like they're bringing back the Jim Henson Company too, so it's they're all it's not computer generated. I thought, I thought they're all Disney owned the Jim Henson Company. Well, they do, but I'm saying they're, they're the same guys, the puppeteers. Oh, they're doing nice. the designs, and uh, and apparently it's been in uh, it's been in work for quite some time. Man, that's cool. Yeah. All right. No, I'd love to check this out. Me so, too. Uh, so that's on that's on Netflix. You know, movie? it used to be Joe. <laughs> Uh, I think it might still be. I can never tell. The problem with Netflix is they're always losing and gaining shows like uh-huh. every month. Yeah. And in fact, I saw that Roger Rabbit was just added back to my queue, and I'm like, I didn't realize it was gone. Wow. Like, I thought it had been there You the don't own it? Time. I own it on Blu-ray. I mean, I do, but, you know, in a pinch, the easiest way to watch it is Netflix, right? Watch especially it on your phone. When, especially when you're pinching one off. Pull it up and pinch it off. <laughs> Print it off. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. So we're going to watch The uh, the Dark Crystal yeah. uh, next week right here on the editing bay. So check Netflix. Maybe it's on there. Maybe it isn't. <laughs> if not, maybe it's maybe this is one of those movies you should own because mm. it's it's weird. And like that's what Henson did, man. He was a weird visionary. Yeah, he was. He did some great fucking films, man. Now I'm thinking about soon. Labyrinth. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. We'll see you uh, next week for The Dark Crystal. Jeff, thank you very much. Hey. Joel, always a pleasure. The pleasure's all mine. See you next week, guys. Thanks. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.